Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We got LT Bourne joining us today. He joins us from Turks and Caicos. Really cool dude. Wait till you guys hear his perspective. We get into an awesome conversation. And sometimes you meet people that just have a completely different perspective on things. And it's just so fascinating. So really cool dude. We jammed out. We had some fun. And um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this show. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Share it with a friend. Let us know what you think. Yeah, this, this episode was a lot of fun, guys. And also make sure you check him out, LT Born. He's got some, he's got a book that we're going to get into as well. I'm not going to spoil it. And yeah, he's, he's on his way to doing some amazing things. So here we go, guys. LT Born coming right up. Leo, LT, what's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? doing? I'm doing great, Lance. <laughs> I'm excited. Let's do yeah. this. Awesome, man. So good to have you on. Um, I know you have a writing name and you got a, you know, I, I love that. There's the different names and I do the same thing. So, man, really excited to get into this. You're in Turks and Caicos, you said right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm awesome. right next to the Bahamas. Um, oh, oh, yeah. How are you yeah. guys? How are you guys? How was the hurricane? You guys, how was that? You guys okay? Everything all right? Yeah, we are, we are perfectly fine. But yeah. um, the families over there, um, they're, I mean, it's it's one of the worst hurricanes in, in their history. And so, um we are just keeping them in prayer and we are trying yeah. to see how we can help over here. Um, Cause we went through it two years ago with Irma. And so we know exactly what they're going through right now. And it's not, it's not a good thing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a process. Um, it's a process we are still coming out of, um, yeah. but to see them, to see them actually start the process is just bringing back those negative pictures again in our minds. And so, we're trying to be, you know, our brother's keeper and try to assist the best way we can. But um, for your listeners, um, please, please, um, if you can help out in any way. Um, I know the whole world is going through something right now. I don't know. I think it's just a call for us to to come together as as human beings and and find ways to work together and break these barriers that society has set up. And so I feel like... Um, adversity is always a cry for unity yeah. and you you can't go through these battles alone so you have to use these these difficult times to build stronger bonds together because at the end of the day um that's the only way we're going to get through these through these difficult times yeah <clears throat> these hurricanes man or whatever it is it's tough especially I mean, in just in small little islands like that, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think. I mean, because when I was in Australia, we were yeah. living in this little town in the north. Yeah. We lived in Port Douglas. When we had, we had a category five cyclone coming at us what? and it was going to hit us directly, but luckily it didn't. It went, got downgraded to two. But yeah. when you're in that vulnerable moment, it's, it's a crazy thought, man. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it would be like to kind of like have nowhere to run. Cause you're kind of like, okay, well I'm here in the middle of the water right now. You know, like, you're just, yeah, you're stuck. And the only thing you can rely on is your faith. You yeah. know, and I mean, I mean, you, you crashed in everything in that moment. Um, and 
you know, in the Bahamas, you're seeing that the death toll is actually rising. That's something that we've never been through here in the Turks and Caicos where people actually died. And so for, to see that actually happening, I mean, it's, it's very, very sad. Man, yeah, no, and you just got to raise awareness to help out wherever you can. Yes. Um, yeah, man. Well, aside from that, let's, uh, let's dive into your story, man. Let's, oh, I, of course. Know who you are. That's let's right. uh, take us back, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my name is Leo Lightborn. I write under the name LT Born. LT Born um, is my initials. Um, LT Leonardo Tomiko, and then Light Born. I took the light out of my name because I, I always tell people the reason why I took the light out of my name and in my uh, writing name is because I want to give the light back to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I f- I feel like um, life is never happening against us. It's never happening for us to fail. It's happening for us to be. To, to light the path to other people. And so I feel like my writing is me giving you a flashlight. Like my, my books are going to be flashlights for you guys to find your path. And so that's why my, I, I took the light out of my name and I write under the name LT Born. But my story, um, it's one that is familiar in the Caribbean, but because of the pain it unleashes a lot of people don't like to talk about it and and that's the story of growing up without a father all my life i've i've had this empty feeling this this search for the search for this this fatherly love this search for validation as a man and i think that that search for me but like when when it really when I really took the initiative was when I lost my god brother in a car accident in 2012, and when I lost him, I just I just questioned things. I questioned my existence. I questioned what I wanted to be in life. You know, it, when you lose someone that's that close to you, you know, your mind automatically goes into question mode. Like, okay, if he can die, I can die too. What do I want my life to be? Um, what do I want uh, my story to be um, when I die? You know, and so I started this journey of self-discovery. And on my journey to self-discovery, I was able to get a mentor, a male mentor. And he put a lot of things into perspective to me in regards to being a man. And um, with his mentorship, I was able to accomplish a few things. I talk about that in my book, Um, getting a college education and then later going to university. He coached me through my whole university experience. Um, And so having that male figure in my life, you know, it really took my life to that next level. And I just want to raise the awareness of how important that is, how important it is to have a male figure in your life. You know, um, in my neighborhood, there was a high percentage of us that grew up without fathers. And when I look at my life compared to my friend's life, I can see where they went off the path 
while I went on to a path, the path they went on was not really a, a positive path, whereas my path was much more positive. But the reason why my path was much more positive was because I took the initiative and I was fortunate to have a mentor. But take away all of that. What if I didn't have, what if I didn't take the initiative? What if I didn't have a mentor? Then I would have been uh, another statistic in the system because when you check the, the stats, the, the prison population is mostly males, 90% of the prison population. And out of that 90%, 70% of those males are fatherless. So I, the, if, if, if I didn't take the initiative in my life and I didn't have that mentor, it's a high chance that I could have ended up being a part of the prison population. I, it could have happened to me, but I was fortunate. And so I, I wrote this book to, to shed light on the importance of, of having a father figure in your life or some sort of mentorship in your life. The title of my book is called It's Not a Man's World. It's a challenge. It's not your world. You're not living in your world anymore. I mean, yes, yeah, society paints this picture of, of, of it being a patriarch, but it's not true because we are raised in a, house, in a household of women. I mean, that's just a facade. That's just the media. We, we are not living in this male-dominated society that people think we're living in. Our, our worlds are very, very much controlled by females. Um, most of my friends, when I went to their household, their mothers were leading the household. Their mothers were paying the bills. And so I cannot relate to, to the idea of society being male-dominated because in my world, it wasn't. Interesting. So that's, and so that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the story I'm telling right now with my book. You know, I'm trying to show people the perception of someone who didn't grow up without their father in their life. So what are some of the things, though, the qualities? Like, what are some of the, the things that these kids that don't have a father are lacking? Yeah. Like, what are some of the, the key things that you noticed that maybe someone that doesn't have a father versus somebody that does, you know, what are the things like, what are the actual, um, and maybe some of the behaviors that happen from having one and not having the other? Yeah. I mean, the first thing you notice is emotional stability. You know, um, women react differently to things than men. Um, women are more expressive. They're more emotional. They, they don't have a grip on it. Whereas men, we have to we have to be stern. We have to be we have to stand stand firm in our emotions. We're not supposed to exert that. And I feel like as it relates to um, violence and, and crime and and having such a high number of fatherless of males go to prison, I feel like most of that is because of emotional regulation. They're not regulating their emotions. They are just acting off of these impulses. Whereas a father figure would show you that, hey, you're not supposed to, to react to everything that people say to you. There are some things that you just let go of. Whereas because we grew up in a household of women, we feel like, oh, we always have to say something, always have to do something. That's not always true. Some things you just have to be quiet about. And there's this, and, and there's this thing that I, I see with married, married people. There's this quote, and it says, happy wife, happy life. And that means you let your wife win. 
You let her talk. You just be there and you sit quiet sometimes. And, and us as, as males who don't see that, we feel like we always have to be responsive all the time. No, sometimes you have to let, let people win. And I think that's, that's a quality you see um, with guys who don't have their father in their life. They're so responsive. They're so quick to act emotionally that they don't think things through. And, when, and what happens is that they start to make bad decisions and those bad decisions potentially lead them to being in prison at the end of the day. So what are the main reasons they're going to prison? Is it violence? Like what is like, like what it's is it? It's, yeah. it's, it's a whole list of things. I mean, for sure. Violence, uh, of course, is one of them. Because like I said, it's emotional. Yeah, it's probably a majority, uh, like, right? Yes, you know. Um, Coming from the lack of then, emotional stability. Exactly. Um, violence is one factor. Um, women now, they're the providers, but then women are not making the same amount of money as men, you know. And so that financial pressure is now on the household. And so now we have a lack of resources in the household. How are you going to get these uh, uh, resources? You steal. And so you have stealing going on now. You know, so you have violence and you have stealing. Stealing is because of resources that the male is supposed to be providing, but he can't provide because he's not in the household. Right. Very yeah. interesting perspective, man. No, and I, 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 I really appreciate that because it's, it's a very valid point. And um, so... All right. Well, you, you were one of those ones that, that were like, Hey, like I see this as a problem. I need a mentor. Right. Yeah. But why did you decide that? You know, and you know, because that's a huge thing. That's a huge yeah. turning point in your life. And what was it like? How did you, did your mom must've installed some very smart values in you to realize that? Definitely. Or, you know, how do people realize that? Because how do you help your community of people that realize like, Hey, I don't have a father figure. So I need a, I need that real role, that role model, you know, how, and how many people around you are doing the same thing? I think for me, I was very, very fortunate. And I always say, uh, and I said this earlier, you know, I, I was, I was fortunate that things aligned for me because my best friend, his father was there with his mother, you know? And so I spent a lot of time inside their household growing up. And so I, I could understand the role of a father a little bit. And later on in life, his father became my mentor. Okay. So he, he took me. So I was fortunate. I was very, very fortunate to have that, you know. And it, when you look at our neighborhood, he was the, my best friend. Father was probably one of the few fathers um, that was in the household. So I was fortunate to have a friend who had a father that was in the household. I was a fortunate guy, mm. you know, and I, was, and I was lucky that his father saw that, okay, he's spending time with my son. I'm going to take him under my wing and show him some things that, that he was missing. Because he saw it so at first hand that I had the potential, you know. But it, it started off with me showing the initiative to self-develop. Mm. So you have to show people that, you want to be on this path of positivity. You want to be on this path of self 
development. You want to be on this path of self-discovery and they're going to gravitate to you and they're going to, they're going to potentially take you under their wing, you know, but, but when, when this happens, you have to have that humility. And I, I believe I got that humility from, from the traditions of my community. Um, I was raised in a Christian community where we went to church every Sunday. And so I, I understood the Christian values. And so I was able to humble myself when, when the older person took me on his wing. And a lot of guys who don't have fathers in their life, I'm not sure if they can do that if they didn't have some sort of morality, you know, right. if you don't have some sort of moral compass or, or something. Found foundation of some yes. sort. Yes, if you don't have that, then it's going to be difficult for someone to walk into your life, take you on the wing, and you listen to everything they're saying. I had that humility from church, and so I was able to listen and take in what he was teaching me. Yeah, and there has to be a level of of self-awareness and commitment that you have to make the change. Like, you have to want to change. It doesn't matter how many books or how many mentors or even if you have a good father figure, if you're not committed to wanting to change, then you're not going to be able to even take the first step. True. It's like, you know, Maybe. and where you're at, it's, it's great to hear because, well, how old are you right now? I'm 28. Okay. So when did you have this realization? Because so you're educated, you, you speak very well. You've, yeah. You're like, I mean, how long have you been in Like, when did you make this realization? First of all, uh, 2012 was when my when I was 21 years old. Okay, so what was yeah, going so, what was going on before that? I was just living. I was yeah. just partying. I was just yeah. like um, normal, like living normal. a life. Yeah, like yeah, normal life. You know, yeah. I was as in, as I didn't, young adults I didn't, do. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really like you don't at, at that age you don't like I didn't really think death applied to me. You know, yeah. And so I I was just living. I was doing everything that a young adult male my age would do, basically. Totally, yeah. Partying, wasting money, getting wasted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And <laughs> then, and actually, what's funny, Lance, we came from a party that morning. Me and all of my friends, and I I saw my my god brother. He was in the club. We were partying, having drinks. He was wasted. I was wasted. Went to bed that morning. My cousin comes, comes running upstairs. Yo, O just died. What? Check my phone. Everybody's posting these. Because I had a Blackberry at the time. So it's like, you see the little status updates, yeah. right? So everybody's posting, everybody's posting these rest in peace. Oh, I, I couldn't believe it. And so I went, I, from, I, I think it was like at least a six to eight month dark period for me where I just shut off social media music I was just isolated completely isolated all my relationships gone like my love life gone like I just shut off everything and when I came out of that my first thing was I'm gonna get educated I'm gonna get a degree um, it's something that me and my god brother talked about constantly in our conversation. So I, I said to myself, I'm going to get a degree. I, so I went and I rolled into online classes and I got my first degree in business management. After that, I developed a love for psychology, went to university, studied psychology, came back home last year, and 
I couldn't find a job. So and for psychology, you need your mask in order to really get a good job. And so I was like, I'm not ready to go back to university right now. I, I want to take at least two years off. And so I just started looking around in my community and the idea came to me to write a book. And so I started journaling about my experience and that journal eventually became a book. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I love it, man. That you took initiative, you know, you took yeah, things yeah, into yeah. your own hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what you have to do. And you have to have that realization because you hit that. A lot of people hit a rock bottom, but then they're just going to keep, a lot of people just keep going and going and going until it's almost too late to even make a change, right? That's and, the truth. And it's good that you realize that because a lot of people don't have that realization, right? And yeah. it's sad because a lot of people throw their lives away sometimes because they just, I don't know, they lack the drive, they lack the self-awareness. Right. But, but I mean, it's true. I guess for me, it was always, it was always my mother. Yeah. At the end of the day. She sounds like she's you powerful. Know, um, got installed some good values in you. You have to be yeah. in, in this environment. Cause I tell you in my environment, you didn't see a lot of male figures being in the home. So you have to be strong. You have to, you have to uh, uh, be a strong woman to raise a, a man, you know? So she, she, she really was my motivation. You know, every time I thought about quitting, um, I thought about the sacrifice she made. I talk about this in my book. Um, I remember um, her, when I was growing up, she would get paid every week and some weeks she would run out of money. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night to eat meals. And so that's, that's all my mind. That's all my mind while I'm rock bottom. That's all my mind when, I'm, when I hit a wall that if she, could, if she could dig deep and put a meal on my table during those times, and I have all of this technology around me today, I have no excuses. I have to try. And at the end of the day, I have nothing to lose. What is, what is there for me to lose? I came into this world as as nothing you know i didn't I, it's not like i've lived thousands of years and i have these high expectations no this is my life this is my story so i'm gonna try and tell it the best way i can and hopefully at the end of my life it inspires people yeah i i really am intrigued by this book so can you can you dive into it more man because yeah, I, I love the subject i love how because you always hear this male dominated world and yours is you're a different perspective because you see it differently yeah. because there's so many powerful women running the show in your area. So it's yeah. really cool to hear. So can you, can you dive into it a little bit further for us? Because I know you kind of start, it's kind of tapped on into it a little bit, but I want to hear more about this. Yeah, of course. Well, it's not a man's world, how I conquered the sense of my father. Um, it, it tells my story of growing up without a father um, the emotional battles I went through, um, the financial struggles I overcame, um, the conflicts me and my mother went through. Um, it's, it's a book I believe every mother who's raising a son should have um, because our, our perspective as men is completely different from their perspective as mothers. And, and oftentimes there's a conflict. 
you know, because they're trying to get us to see the world from a woman's perspective when we're trying to understand the world from a man's perspective. And so I, I talk about this conflict that me and her had um, in, the chap in one of my chapters in the book. Um, and at the end, for me, I had to put myself in her shoes in order to res resolve that conflict. And I think in this generation, I call it the I know generation because we know everything. Every time we try to talk to some, someone of our generation, it's okay, I know this, I know this. So um, I, I, we, we have to, as young people, humble ourselves, you know, and try to put ourselves in our parents' shoes when there's some sort of conflict because at the end of the day, they always have our best interests at heart. You know, their methods might not be, you know, ideal, but they always have our best interests at heart. And we have to um, um, try to understand that. But also as parents, you all need to, they need to understand um, that our world is completely different from the world you grew up in 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so mm -hmm. with all this technology, um, you see it in research, our attention spans are, are lessening. Um, and so the whole psychology of being young is completely different from what you went through. And so yeah. for parents, you have to, to get the knowledge and the information to understand this new generation that's growing up under your roof. And so that we have to find ways to meet each other, you know, and, um, I, I talk about the, the relationship is growing, you know, she's still commenting to herself. She's still discovering herself and I'm still discovering myself, you know, um, and, and to further elaborate, um, I haven't met my father yet. We still haven't met yet, but emotionally I'm much, I'm, I'm, I'm in a better place now than I was for the past 27 years. Mm. You know, I don't, anything against him you know the the whole book brings you into the process of forgiveness so i i show people that um i i i have forgiven him for for abandoning me i i have forgiven him for for leaving me um obviously i would have loved him to be a part of some special moments in my life and i talk about that I would have loved for him to be in attendance to my high school graduation and to a few sports games, but you know, that's just the, the story that was for me to live. And through my story, I'm able to help other people because what I realized being in, when I went to university is that I'm not the only one that's carrying something heavy in this world. Mm. And so by me acknowledging my pain, I relate to people. I connect to people more deeply. And so our pain is never meant for us to, to isolate ourselves and feel like, okay, the world is on us. No, your pain is for you to, to actually develop a closer bond to humanity so that you, so that you can have something to relate to. The, the, most, the most powerful experience in this world is the emotional experience, you know, experience that, 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 that ignites something spiritually inside of you, you know, and, when you, um, when you have these experiences growing up, um, we relate to that, you know? And um, yeah, I, I, I digress. I don't want to awesome. keep talking. No, that's I all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. And 
I just, I, I, I wanted to hear more about it because I think it's interesting and I'm sure that you get some backlash about the title. I'm sure oh, you've yeah, got yeah, some yeah. people like, what? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, uh, the bit, <laughs> you know, yeah. of course you're going to get that. But it's the truth. Yeah. So, and um, you, you have to stand by something. Man, you it's know? your voice. It's your perspective. And that's the beautiful yeah. thing. And that's why I love it. That's why I really wanted to hear you elaborate on it because that's your thing and that's important. And that's what makes people different. And that's why life is a beautiful thing, right? Exactly. Like, so what else are you working on? You're a speaker as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell us about um, that stuff. The, the speaker thing is, is growing. You know, yeah. I have my first speaking engagement in about two weeks. Yeah, cool. I'm going to be a guest speaker at National Youth Day in Turks and Caicos. So cool, I'm excited about that. Congrats. Um, That's awesome. Getting, oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. So I'm getting some uh, mentorship um, about, uh, about the preparation for that. Um, but in 2012, I put down a list of things that I wanted to accomplish within the next decade and becoming a speaker was one of it. I never thought I would be an author. Never thought, like it never crossed my mind. Never. If I meet my 10 year old younger self right now, he'll be like, what? Yeah, I hear you, man. You know? But, but no, an author was the furthest thing on my list. But I realized that our intentions like what what we think what we think like the, the the expectations we have for ourselves god has much bigger expectations for us yes so we might say okay to be a plumber you might end up owning a company at the end of the day by saying i want to be a plumber one day you know yeah. so what the the goal is set if if we if we if we are passionate about it, it it some like it, it usually manifests into something bigger. Totally. You know? And um, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm seeing so many doors being opened for um this this the my speaker ambitions now. Um, yeah. in university, I would speak to all the open houses, open uh, open days. So. At university, they will have open day and all the parents will come and they'll ask questions about the experience. Um, you know, prospect students will come and they'll ask questions about the experience of being in university. And I was to all of them. So I'll be there and I'll be giving speeches about my university and how great it is. And so I, I've been building um, my confidence as a speaker for the past few years. And now uh, the stage is set um, in the next two weeks. and. I'm excited. And then next year I'll be doing a speaker conference in Arizona. And so good for you. Yeah. It's just, just budding. It's just budding. You know, That's awesome, cool, the whole career is just budding. I'm just getting started. Of course it is, man. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So what I found interesting and that I want to circle back to is that you mentioned um, this plan, this, this 20 year plan, did you say? It was a 10 year plan. So, for somebody to create what you're creating, you have to, there's no doubt that you have a certain amount of preparation for goal setting, certain yeah. amount of things that you do. Can you walk yeah. us through and dissect some of the, first of all, the goal setting strategies and maybe some daily routines that you do for people listening that are like, Hey, how am I ever going to do that? You know, like maybe that you can help them with. Oh, oh for sure. Um, so since I was in high school, I got in, into this habit of setting uh, yearly goals. Yeah. Um, I've been goal setting all my life and this is well, something why is that, that important? Why is that important? You, you have to 
you have to know what you want out of life. You have right. to precisely know what you want to what you want to do for the rest of your life. You can't just go by chance. Mm-hmm. You have to set your intentions. Intentions create opportunities. Mm-hmm. And opportunities would give you give you the 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 experience to mature into the person that you set your intentions to be. And so in high school, and this is something that innately came to me. I never read it on a book or anything like that. It's just something that I just started doing um, midway through high school where I would just write down these goals. And I remember one day my mom walked inside the room and she, she was shocked. And she couldn't believe that I wrote down all these goals and I was just ticking them away, ticking them away. And I have a whole folder in my room of just yearly goals, at least the past decade of goals that I wow. set each year. You know, and at the end of the year, I usually have a completion rate of about six to seven percent of these goals. Um, so I set what I do. I I set I set big goals. So one of my big goals this year was to meet President Obama. You know, that was one of my big goals. And then I set little small goals like publishing a publishing my book, um, um, reading. Uh, five books this year, you know, stuff like that. So I, I mixed it up. I, I will set a far-fetched goal and I'll set little goals, you know, to build momentum, you know. And so that's what you have to do. You don't just set a whole heap of big goals and you don't hit anything. Mm. You have to set goals that you can hit, you know. Yeah. And one of, the, one of my um, repetitive goals, um, and this is a goal for self-discipline, and you don't have to be a spiritual person to do this, it's fasting. Okay, uh, so every year I do a 40-day fast of just fruits and vegetables, and that's just to teach myself self-discipline, you know. And, and self-discipline is a very is is one of the most important things to have on a journey to success. You have to show that you can stick through whatever you want, you know. And that fast is something that that allows me to to, to demonstrate that I can that I can achieve something once I set my mind to it. Now with fasting, you always get temptations. As a matter of fact, the first day of fasting, you're gonna, the, the smell of chicken is gonna be like 10 times more appealing than it's ever been before. Like that's just what it is. And so if you can overcome those temptations for 40 days, imagine what you can do for the rest of the year. And so I usually do this um, February, January, March. So the first, uh, quarter of the year, I would do like a fast. And then oh. for the rest of the year, I would use the momentum for that fast to accomplish big things. And so you, you have to, now the, the, the thing about the self-discipline act is that it doesn't have to be fasting. It can be anything that, that teaches you self-discipline, but you have to do it for a period of at least 30 to 40 days. That's very important. Hmm. Um, and that's, and that's cycle, it's a lot of psychological research about that as well. Um, that, that, that says that if you do something for 30 days, it becomes habitual, you know? And, and, and the thing about fasting is that you, you become a little bit more healthy as well. Like when I started fasting about what, four to five years ago, um, I cut out sugar and up to this day, I still don't put sugar in, in none of, on a, none of my foods and none of my drinks. And so, um, of course I went back to meats, etc., and all those other things, but sugar was one of the things that I completely cut out for yeah, the past smart. four years. So, so um, with fasting, again, you know, not only are you getting self-discipline skills, 
but you're also becoming more healthier through the process. And so you have to develop, you have to find something that teaches you self-discipline for the first half, to, first half, first quarter of the year, sorry, and then use the momentum to carry you through the rest of the year. That's one of my secrets to success I, I'm giving you guys right now. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Where, uh, man, that's, uh, what other, what about your daily routines? All right. So my daily routines, um, I start my morning off with prayer meditation usually. Then I listen to a motivational video, um, exercise if I can, but every morning habitually is prayer meditation. I read a verse of the Bible or a book or something. I listen to a motivational speech like every morning. So those past. are the non, non-negotiables is prayer, meditation, reading, and, and, and a motivational video. Good. So those are the, yes. non, those are the ones. Yeah, those things are my pillows. And then everything else like exercise, they just, you're on and off. But every morning, those four things is mandatory. Out of, oh, very interesting, man. Really, really interesting stuff. Yeah. Out of all the adversity and challenges you've gone through, what is the one lesson that adversity has taught you? Wow. That our pain is not our pain. Our pain is for others to be liberated by. Wow. Um, we, We think that we are going through things, but we are not. We are becoming vessels of inspiration to others. And we just have to, to survive it so that they can be inspired. That's why I write. I, that's why I took the light out of my name. This book is, I'm giving you my pain in this book, but it's my light that I'm giving you. I love so that. that you can, so that you can find your path. You know, I tell people that my book, yes, my book is a book about growing up without a father, but it's also a book about self-discovery. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of gems that you're going to get through my story, you know, and I hope that those gems can put something into perspective for you. It might not change your life, but at least it would shift your perception just a, a slight bit. And by shifting your perception, you'll be led to a, 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 a higher you, a much better you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, that's why we do podcasts. That's why books, it's just a little switch in somebody's consciousness, right? Hello, just a yeah. little. And a little bit, little, every little bit of switching in the right direction, a little bit of pivoting ends up putting you on a different track, right? Exactly. It's just like when you listen to those, uh, motiv- those, those inspirational videos every day, right? It's like, exactly. It's so easy to get stuck in things that are going to take you down that other rabbit hole, make you feel worse. Or you could program yourself from the get-go to, to, to rise, to, to level up, right? And it's exactly. so important. So important. And, and, the, and the research says that, you know, what you do for the first, what, hour or 20 minutes of the day usually determines the rest of the day. So totally. it's important to, to start your day off with, with some new perspective. You know, that's why I try my best to do the every day. You know, it really does help, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you, man. Where, uh, where can everybody find you? So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am LT born again. I am LT born Instagram, 
Facebook, and Twitter. Awesome. We'll have all that in the show notes. Um, and your book, say, what's your book's name again? I forgot it again. It's not a man's world. It's not a man's world. <laughs> man i really appreciate you coming on and sharing that thanks Lance. that was a lot of fun man you're very uh very talented great speaker and you're gonna kill it man good for you uh, oh thanks last but yeah. i appreciate you yeah man absolutely <laughs> um so make sure to check out well how do i leo or lt <laughs> like well, what do you prefer? either way all right well check either out way. leo either check way. out lt everybody he's doing amazing stuff um, follow him on Instagram right now. Um, check out his, get his book. He's a, he's an awesome dude and you'll watch out for him cause he's doing amazing things. So thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Lance, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this for me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a, it's one of my best podcasts, by the way, I've, I've done a few, but this has <laughs> been one of the best ones. I, I have to say, man, I love thanks. your energy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Try and try and, uh, have fun with it. And you did a great job, man. So thank you. Thanks so much, everybody. We love you. Catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Check him out. LT, awesome dude. He's going to be a great speaker and he's just, just starting his journey. So um, make sure you support him. Check out his book. Follow him. And uh, yeah, hope you guys got value. Subscribe. Leave us a review. All that good stuff. Every little bit helps everybody. Share it with a friend. I love you. Appreciate you guys. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.